Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, and early life conditioning to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I explore on this show. On today's Divine Feminine solo episode, I'm exploring the concept of acceptance of ourselves when it comes to deep-held regrets or guilt. I wanted to address this topic as I've noticed for myself and have explored with a few podcast guests lately about how impactful long-held regrets can be on our physical, emotional, and mental bodies. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey everybody, Whitney here with a Divine Feminine solo episode. And today I'd like to talk a bit about acceptance when it comes to letting go of guilt and regret. This ties into a Divine Feminine solo episode I did and released a few weeks back, which was on forgiveness. And forgiveness got me thinking more about forgiveness of the self. In that episode, I spoke more about when we are feeling tension or disconnect from others and how to release anger and resentment because that can build up. But there's also feelings towards ourselves or to certain situations that don't have to do with anybody else but us. And sometimes those are even harder to let go of, especially if it feels like we made a choice or decision or took a direction in our life or did something or that something happened to us that if only we had chosen differently, things could have been different. And that can create this very deep held feeling that we changed things for the worst, that we might've ruined something for ourselves, that we might've changed the fate and course of our lives, right? And we can't take it back. And I know this because I have something like that in my life that I ruminate on and that I have fixated on for a big part of my life that I feel like if I just had made a different choice everything would have been better and I would have been so much happier. The problem with this kind of thinking, let's start with that. What's the problem with holding on to guilt and resentment? Somebody said once, something that I heard that kind of helped me, which another point I want to share is that remember that even if these things don't shift like a light switch, don't shift like turning a key in a lock, every little thing that we hear that contributes to shifting our belief about a guilt or regret helps us on our way towards acceptance of the situation and awareness that nothing is wrong here, that we did nothing wrong or bad, that no choice is a bad choice, that everything is for our highest good. This probably echoes a lot of sentiments and ideas that I've shared in earlier episodes because it's a frequent occurrence, yet I wanted to really hone down on this. 
Okay. So what somebody said once was that when we believe that we could have changed an event in the past that we could have decided differently, that's a delusional thought that is not based in true reality. What I've come to realize, even though I still have my days where I fixate and ruminate on the past, is that every choice we make, although we may in hindsight say, gosh, why did I do that? Like that ended up having so much repercussions. And if I just hadn't done that, then this wouldn't have happened and that wouldn't have happened and everything would have been better. But the thing though, is that we're walking not the path of the physical life. We're walking the path of our soul. Our soul always knows what we need to grow and evolve. The soul comes in with a set and established path and objective for this lifetime. And it doesn't match up with what we get caught up in in this physical world, right? Most of us get pretty caught up in how we want to look, what we want to achieve, who we want to be with, how we want others to think of us, the level of success and abundance and wealth that we accumulate. We get really tied up in that. Do you think the soul, when it came in, said, I'm going to go down into earth. I'm going to go take a little sojourn on the earth plane so I can get rich and get that mansion on the ocean. No, the soul only knows about feelings. So some of the things that we think are the worst thing that could ever happen to us, the soul is saying, yes, there's that grit. There's that thing that's going to help me up level. Because if you think about it, everything that we go through, especially the most challenging things, change the trajectory of our lives in a positive way a lot of the times, but they also change within us our understandings and beliefs, right? But also our comprehension. We level up. I just had a wonderful guest, Lori Morse on the show, and she talks a lot about grief. And that's that also inspired me to do this episode where she said that even what we perceive to be the worst thing that could ever happen is often a big developmental turning point for us to really expand and open our minds. She said that grief really breaks you open, right? In ways that you might've been stuck, in ways that you might've been closed off to greater understanding, greater wisdom, which again, is the only thing that the soul cares about. The soul is not concerned with material things. Ooh, this led me to get a lot more followers. Oh, this led me to look a lot better. Oh, this gave me a lot more money. The soul could care less. What the soul cares about is what helps you expand your conscious awareness of the full scope picture. In reality, the full ultimate scope picture is infinite and can only be comprehended by the highest, highest, highest source. But we're always working our way back toward and towards higher and greater, more expansive understanding of life, of the universe, of ourselves. We cannot do that without some adversity. We can't do that without something so jarring to our systems, a perceived mistake, a perceived accident, a perceived wrong choice. Those are some of the greatest things that switch things in our brain that if things were going tried and true and just fine, we'd never have broken open that. We'd stay at this one level. We did not come here to stay at one level. 
Although same people come into the earth plane and they keep a pretty low profile, pretty simple life. And there's nothing wrong with that. We all have had very simple lifetimes, but what they say is that what you don't address and don't achieve in one lifetime, when you get out of the material world, you're like, Oh, Oh, I didn't, I didn't get as much done as I hoped, but guess what? The soul doesn't care because the soul is infinite. Got plenty of time on its hand to go back for another round. So here's something to remember. If you find yourself in a, feel like you have a very challenging lifetime, maybe there's a lot of adversity and it seems like every turn in your life, it's just been challenges and difficulties. It's because your soul has really showed up to level up and you're really like, it's almost like a video game. Like you're, you put it onto the, the hard level, right? Like, you know, you can go like easy mode or medium or hard. You're on the hard mode. Cause you're like, I want to grow in this lifetime. So What's amazing about life is that if we shift our mindset and our beliefs, it changes everything. If we begin to look at the things that we had held such grief and regret around, because we said, why did that have to happen? It caused me so much pain and distress and it ruined everything that I thought I wanted. If we can step back and realize, well, wait a minute, there's a reason why I made that choice. Even though now it's hard to comprehend why I made that choice in that moment, perhaps it was that are we allowed, we allowed our soul to step forward to say, this isn't going to be easy and you're not going to like this, but this is a part of your soul evolution for your highest good. This is the highest choice right now. And the subconscious part of you was like, okay, let's do it. It'd be much more pleasant to not do it, but let's go that soul route. So what I'm speaking to here is I want to offer some sort of comfort assurance. I cannot tell you what is so. I'm not telling you that you can forget any regrets and that nothing you ever did was the wrong choice. I want to offer this because I know, again, that I have struggled so much in my life. That feeling of regret and guilt is, it's a killer, right? It truly, I've heard that, well, okay, so let's say regret. I've heard that guilt is a healthy emotion and regret is not because guilt, you can, it can just sort of be like this. Oh, okay. I was, I was a little bit rude to that person at the store today. I'm going to try to be nicer next time. But regret is that heavy sort of just like continuous berating of yourself, right? It's just like continuous self-harm where you just never let it go, right? You just hold this belief that, oh, I made the wrong choice or I did a horrible thing and I can't take it back and I never should have done that. And it just stays. So if we, if I state it that way, that it's more about regret, like a real solid belief that what we did was the wrong choice. If I could inspire anyone to consider the idea that there are no such thing as wrong choices, because every choice we make in that moment is for the highest good of our soul, especially if it leads to some of our greatest challenges, because the soul is seeking soul growth and through challenges is how we really learn about ourselves and greater truths about life, which is what we came here to do. And just remember that if we didn't do it in this lifetime, we'll be doing it in the next. So we might as well get it out of the way. What the, the greater grit and challenges we have in this lifetime, the more likely we are to be able to move on to something more joyous. And I don't want to say easy because again, I don't think the soul's never really looking for easy and also would never call anything easy or hard, but we're getting a lot worked out while we're here on earth. It's a very challenging place to be. It's very challenging. You know, when you listen to sort of more esoteric writings and readings, you can check out Dolores Cannon. I really like her. She's a channeler. But Earth is kind of considered like sort of like the, the boot camp of the solar system, the galaxies, the cosmos. It's a place where you go where you're really going to have to, because it's not easy here. We literally wake up and we're like, who are we? Why are we here? 
that seems normal to us to be like, yeah, nobody knows. Nobody knows. But inherently in our soul, we know ultimate truth. Always. We know that we're so much more than just a physical body that lives for about 80 to hundred years. We know that we're so much more than how we look or what we achieve or what other things, what other people think of us. Cause our soul knows that there's no difference between you and me and everybody else. We're all one. There's no winners. There's no losers. There's no bad guys. There's no villains. There's no heroes. Those are all experiences we get to have to understand who we are. But the ultimate truth is that we are all one. And so there's really nothing that we can do that is bad or unforgivable. But again, that's why earth is challenging is because we think that's true. So this ties back to regret that feeling of I messed everything up. Everything was perfect. I had it all. And all I had to do was just continue on that path. But I made that choice or I took that turn and, oh God, everything's been bad since then. So again, what I was speaking to is I'm doing this video and I'm not trying to tell you what is so or what is true for you, but I'm speaking from my heart to yours that I know that feeling. And it's sometimes it felt like it was going to kill me, this regret. Sometimes it made me feel like I didn't want to be here anymore because I didn't want to have to sit with this decision I made and deal with the results for the rest of my life and the outcome. And I'm making it sound dramatic. It just, it was just a choice I made. It was a change in my life. It was something that happened that I can't take back and something was changed and, you know, can never go back. And I just put a lot of value to it. I put a lot into that decision. And what this past interview with this woman helped me realize, and it's something I've been working on anyways, but she really kind of just nailed it in. You know, sometimes people just say the right thing at the right time and the right way. And she said, whenever that she's learned to do is that when she's having those critical moments, when she's in this place of regret, that she remembers that all feeling those lower levels, anger, guilt. I, I did an episode about anger is healthy. I'm not saying these things are bad. They're part of human experience. Yet when we spend too much time in them, they can be overrun. They can be too much. They can start to do a disservice to us. We've learned, we, we're just going around and we're not learning from it. So that when she felt in those lower energies, it's because you're disconnected. You're forgetting who you are. Again, we come to earth. It's very hard. We think that we just show up here and we're spit out into the world. And we immediately get impressions about what people think of us and that life is scary and life is hard and that people are out to get us. And we might not be accepted. We might be rejected that who we are might not be okay. That we might, might not be lovable. All these things are scary. So we hang on to certain things, right? So that's why when we sometimes make decisions that lead to what feels like less love, less opportunity, less value of ourselves, that we feel this, oh gosh, like how, how could I have done that? This is the most important thing because we are led to believe that on this planet because we come here and forget our true origin and essence. So what do we do when we're stuck in the illusion? We have to connect with the truth. We have to disconnect from the illusion and remember what is the ultimate truth. Connection with whatever you want to call it, whether it's life itself, God, source, your, your higher self, a higher power. And remember that in the ultimate reality, there is no good or bad. There is no loss or gain. There's no attachments. It's just the glorious experience of now. Every single moment happening simultaneously all at once, a beautiful exquisite mosaic of experiences, but we have the gift of playing it out, right? I know life is hard, but when you, if you take a step back, it's also a lot of fun, right? We don't know what we think. We don't know what each day is going to bring. 
We think that, you know, every new person we meet and everything is just happenstance and just luck and change. Ultimately, you know, we, the idea is that the soul chooses our exact experiences and the people that come into our lives and that most people we meet are souls we've done before that we literally made agreements with before we came in here, almost like if you're doing like a little skit or something. And you're like, okay, so you're going to be the bad guy and you're going to like make me hurt my feelings. And you're going to have to teach me a lesson about finding my own self-confidence and courage. And then we'll call it a day. That's sort of the idea about what we're doing here. So when we're feeling disconnected and too caught up in, they call it the Maya, the mirage, the illusion, we get to our higher source. We remember which can be thought of as we become a part of the whole again. We remember, become a member again of the greater whole. And we remember any small choice I've made in this lifetime that I feel impacted me negatively, that I feel regret around was a part of my highest choice. And it does not change who I fundamentally am. It can never touch my true soul essence. It can never impair my soul's experience in this lifetime. Because any which way you go in this lifetime is a part of your soul growth. So there are no wrong choices, no matter how we might judge them as human physical beings. And this can go, it doesn't have to be, you know, a a choice you made. It doesn't have to be impacted yourself, but you know, it's like people who, you know, maybe they went out for a drive one day and they got in a car accident and somebody got hurt, right? Like, can you imagine that sense of regret and people play this game? You know, I played the same game where it's like, okay, so if that day, if I had just, you kind of, um, it's like you're, you're bargaining, right? The bargaining is a part of the, the steps of grief, the grief process. And it's, it's like, excuse the, if it seems crude, but they call it mental masturbation. There's no point in it. We cannot change the past. We cannot, but I've done that before where I'm like, okay, if I had just woken up that day and not done this and not done that, then this thing would have never happened. And it feels somehow satisfying in the moment, the same way that like stalking an ex feels good in the moment, but like, isn't really for our highest good. You know, when we play these games, we're again, we're getting stuck in this idea that this choice was the wrong choice and it ruined things and it messed things up. And I hurt somebody or I hurt myself or I kept myself from getting what I wanted, or I ruined this person's thing, whatever it is that regret, just think of it as like regret. Just think of that word. It's like this true belief that we did something very wrong and we can't change it. We can't take it back. And because of that, our life is forever worse. Uh, Sometimes I'll tell you this. I even go online and I find stories of people who had like really bad accidents or really bad things happen to them. And granted, they might only share their higher moments with everybody. I'm sure they have their really low moments, but the things they say are so inspiring, right? They'll say, yeah, I had a choice. You know, I went blind from this thing. I lost a limb from this thing. And I had to have a choice of what was I going to do with this? I'm sure they spent time ruminating at some point about like, oh, if I just hadn't gone that place that day, if I just hadn't done this, but what good is that? It's not helpful. So they decide and they live out the rest of their lives, often helping others who are in that same situation. And this is also another key to getting over regret is remembering that if you strip away your titles and how you look and your physical presentation, the only thing that you can never take away is your heart. I mean, 
not your literal heart. You can have a heart transplant if you want to need it. I'm saying your, your heart essence, your soul, right? Your heart center, your, the core of your being, your essence, which is that, which gives and receives love, which love is just the energy of the universe. It's life itself. That's the only thing that ever matters. And you don't have to have anything in particular to do that. And that's the sense that I tap into when I'm deep in my regret, stuck in my own shit and thinking, you know, starting to fantasize about life would be like if I'd made a different choice and I bring myself back and I say, is this honoring yourself? No, not at all. This is actually dishonoring and criticizing who I am. It's saying, oh, how my life is now. I wish I didn't have it. I wish I had a different life. And then I fantasize about my different life if I had made different choices. I fantasize about going back in time and changing things and doing everything different. But then I have to bring myself back and say, would your soul ever say that? Do you think your soul feels that way? And I recognize no. And I ask myself, can you still give love to others? Can you still be generous? Can you inspire others? Can you maybe perhaps even inspire others more based on what you've been through? Because it hasn't been all easy, breezy, perfect. Because it's been filled with challenges and adversity and regret, could that maybe allow you to give? You can wear those things as sort of a badge of honor, like, oh, here's my badge of, you know, surviving this or experiencing this. And let me share with you how I got through it, right? So these are the things we remember is that there is no wrong choice. Whenever we're feeling pulled, just think again, here's your core center. I use this example a lot. Have your vision for it. I see it as this golden core in the center of my body. And the center of my body is a golden core. And that's the only truth. When I get pulled out of it into the Maya, into the matrix, into the illusion that I need to look, act, be, have certain things. I pull myself back in and I say, nope, everything is full and complete right here. Everything else is an illusion. It's not always easy, but it's helpful. The lady on this podcast also said that she envisions meeting with the divine feminine, which of course I love because I'm all about that and meeting with the goddess. That's just fabulous as she is. Maybe she's even faceless. She's just an essence. And she wraps her love around you and says, let's just be together. Let's just be and let go of what you perceive as your past in your future, just be with me in this moment and feel that I love you and that you are full of love and that you have the same, are made of the same essence that I am. So why, what maybe you think about going back into your earth life and embodying that, right? Think about the fact that we get to walk out into the world each day and decide how am I going to show up? Do I want to be somebody who's angry and bitter and stuck in my regret and closed off? Or do I want to stand in my glory, in my divine feminine essence and power, in my soul and heart center and say, how can I share myself today? How can I give my heart away? How can I give my love away to others? How can I receive love from others? Not say, oh, well, I didn't get this and I didn't get that. And this person didn't do this for me. How can I be open to receiving love? And giving love and feeling good about who I am. It feels so much better to start to celebrate yourself, to turn off that, turn off that dial, that button that says, yeah, things are pretty good, but, but I lost this person that I really loved. 
and they rejected me. So I feel I'll never be as happy as I could have been if we worked out, or I made this choice and it changed everything. So I'll never be as happy as I would have. Is that true? I've said that a lot in the show. You have to ask yourself, is that true? If you take a deeper look, do you really think that if you'd made a different choice that you'd just instantly be happy? Do you really think if you're still with that person, you'd be instantly happy? The question is, were you happy before? Perhaps, but oftentimes the answer is no. Sometimes it's just the act and experience of losing something that allows us to think, oof, if I just had it, losing something or, or maybe not even having it in the first place that makes us think, I could feel whole and complete if I had it, right? So we connect, we, when we're getting pulled in and this of course applies to so many things, right? It's, but this, I want to focus on regret because this has been heavy on my mind and heavy in my heart and in my life experience recently, and it's brutal and I don't want to do it anymore. So as I've spoken to a lot in this show, I speak of that, which I'm needing to learn myself. That's where I'm at in my journey. Maybe one day I'll feel more like I've summited the mountain a bit, but right now I'm right here with most of you. A lot of you are probably even more far along than I am. So probably some people listening are like, I don't really have any regrets. Awesome. That's fantastic. I do believe that people have different baselines, right? Some people are beautiful and really talented at just letting things go and not ruminating. I have a friend who got in a really, really rough accident um, about 10 years ago. Almost, She almost died. And I have never once heard her complain about the repercussions of that or that that happened to her. Never once. That inspires me all the time because things happen to me and I can't let it go. So I think we all have different baselines. So this might not be yours, but this is for those who have that regret in their heart that sits heavy in them, that they keep coming back to, that seems to haunt them. That's the word I'd like to use because that's how I felt lately. I feel like my regret haunts me. It won't let me go. But the truth is that a ghost can only affect you if you let it. Just like the devil on your shoulder. He, the devil loves when you engage with him and you believe what he tells you. When you're like, fuck off, dude, you know what you're talking about. He can't, he has, you have no, he's, he's siphoning your energy. I don't, there's not an actual devil. I personally don't believe, but the devil energy is just that thing that wants to pull you into, to doubting yourself and to an, into conditional mindsets, right? The opposite of being connected with source is conditional where you're like, well, if I had done this, I would have this. If I was like this, I would be happy, whatever it is. Source knows, just like I was talking about, when you can commune with the divine feminine, everything is perfect just as it is. And it's meant to be enjoyed. And you are perfect. And you are here just as yourself, as you are perceived, whatever you might perceive as a flaw is not a flaw. It's your perfect, complete, whole essence is here for a reason to be shown and expressed just as you are, not any different, not with a different choice made, not with something that did or didn't happen in your life, just as you are. So if you feel haunted by regret, the first step is just identifying and saying, okay, I just want to sit with this awareness that I don't know how to let this go. Then you start towards activities and towards means of letting it go. Like disconnecting from the illusion and connecting with our divine selves so that we can have that sense of I am pure and perfect and in my full essence of love and light at all times that I can commune with the divine feminine self that I can another analogy this woman uses she sees like a waterfall of just pure love and cleansing just coming through her when she's feeling like she's questioning herself 
And then knowing that you don't need anything right in this moment. If you are breathing, if you have air to breathe, if you are present in this world, you can be a source of love. And is there anything else that matters? So I hope this was somewhat helpful. I'm going to close the reading with a little card pull from the Spirit Animal Oracle by Colette Baron reed So let's see what animal wants to come out. Who wants to talk to us? Who's relating? What animal is here to inspire us based on this topic? Ooh, the spider spirit. Oh, I love this spider because spiders are so misunderstood. People are so afraid of them. I was deathly afraid of spiders. My family said I had arachnophobia. I thought I did. These creep me out. Now I, you know, I don't really like them in my bed. No, thank you. But they're awesome. Okay. Oh, but I love because they're misunderstood because some of the things that we think are the creepiest and the worst things, things that we regret are actually beautiful, wonderful additions to our life beautiful pieces of our life, right? A lot of us will say like, gosh, why, why do spiders even exist? Why, why are they here? Because they're a beautiful part of this whole intricate world. And this card says, make your dreams real. Number 56, that might be an important number for you. So think about that. How can you make your dreams real if you're living in the past? That's the other problem about regret. It keeps you, you're not regretful about the future. You can be anxious. You can be a lot of things about the future. That's another episode. The regret keeps you tied to the past. One time I was stewing over stuff and feeling remorse. And I drove past this sign that said, you can't move into the future if you're riding in the carriage of the past, which sounds weird when I say it. I might be butchering it, but you know what I'm saying? Like the carriages of the past cannot bring you into your future. If you are stuck in regret, how are you ever going to make your dreams real? Because your dreams live in the future. You have to believe in yourself in order to make your dreams real. And we only fully believe in ourselves when we release ourselves from regret, from doubts, from beliefs that we could have been better, or we could have done this if just something else had gone a different way. It didn't go a different way. It went how it went. The way things are now is what they are. And again, I know all too well how hard it can be to have acceptance for that. Again, that key word acceptance is what this is about. Yet if we, we only have so much time in this life and that's what I've been thinking about lately. And part of why I'm doing this video is and why I'm really working on letting go of regret is because I'm like, good grief. I'm 37. I'm going to be 38 next month. I only have so much time. I want to make my dreams real. I want to make them come true. I can't spend my time thinking that if I had just done things differently, I could have been more successful or more this or more that. I've got to let it go and work with what I got and know my own value and worth and celebrate that and spend more time connected with love than stuck in delusions that aren't helping me. So recognize that it's time to make your dreams real. In order to make your dreams real, we have to accept the way that life has been, we have to accept who we are and how we are. As they say, if you, if it can't be accepted, it must be changed. And if it can't be changed, it must be accepted. So those things we cannot change, which includes the past, we must accept it so we can release ourselves. Because when you release, you're basically surrendering. And that's, it's almost like, think of it as a heart opener, right? That's another little take home for anybody. Start practicing heart opening exercises. Anything, a lot of yoga poses, if you lay on your back and like put a block, like a yoga block on your back, anything that opens your chest is a heart opener. And it literally helps you feel almost, this is so silly, but I use this 
this phrase and encouragement a lot is like, think of yourself as a care bear. Remember that show? It was a great show. I loved it when I was a kid. It's so sweet. And they would open their chest and they would have this beam of light that was love. You're a care bear. We're all care bears. But if we're closed off because we have our head down and we're sulking and we're hunched over because we're living in regret, we can't let our light shine. We can't make our dreams come true. We can't show that glorious heart light out into the world. So we forgive ourselves. We accept everything just as it is because everything just as it is got us to where we are today. And then we really get to have fun because we take off the chains and the shackles that have been holding us back. All right, everybody. I hope that was helpful. Have a beautiful day and thank you for listening. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to Women Waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.